Hey, it's Kathy with Rocky Retirement. And as promised, today's Friday, and so you'll be getting to listen to Henry Shapiro's Retired Excited. I know you're just going to love this as much as I do. And don't forget, you can still listen to Rock Your Retirement, where I'm the host, and those shows are released on Mondays. Welcome to the Retired Excited Podcast. Retired Excited, the show where we give retired and want-to-be-retired folk a look at how great retired life can be. Here we talk to men and women who are happily retired and loving their life. We explore the techniques, activities, beliefs, and excitement of these happy retirees and examine how every Tom, Dick, and Mary can benefit from their experience. Together, we will delve into what retired happiness really looks like and how anyone can achieve it. Here is your host, Henry Shapiro. Hey folks, Henry here, Retired Excited, the show providing inspiration for people who are nearly retired, newly retired, or say they're never going to retire. If you're nearing retirement and fearful of what lies ahead, you don't need to be. If you're already retired and wondering how to fill your days, then this show is exactly for you. Here we talk to retired people doing things that make them happy. Things from stamp collecting to cruising, from dancing to touring the world on a motorbike. There's an exciting stage of life to be enjoyed after full-time work and it's got nothing to do with your financial situation or social position. We talk to everyday retired people who are living the life they want and we talk to a few professionals to get expert advice. And I chip in with some of my own experiences. Hi there folks, great to have you back here again for episode number 28 of Retired Excited. If you know farmers or have had any contact at all with people on the land, you'll know that they become very attached to their farm, very attached to the animals that they've perhaps been breeding over many, many generations and find it really, really difficult then to sell up and leave. Today's guests, Di and Ross Lawrence, have been running a deer farm up in the hills in Gippsland, and they've bred a line of really excellent quality red deer. They've imported genetics, they've done all sorts of things to improve the, the standard of their animals, and they're well known in the industry for the quality of the stock that they produce. As time went on, and they were getting older and older, they started to worry about what the future held for them and finally decided that really they had to move off farm. They didn't have any children who wanted to take over the enterprise. So they decided to move off farm and go to the local town, which in this case was Warrigal. Warrigal's a medium-sized town, about 15,000 people. A really nice town, it's got plenty of facilities, train runs through, etc., etc., etc. So today we are going to talk about the transition, moving off the farm, how that all worked, the property that they purchased and how they managed to move from one to the other, and more particularly about a sideline that Ross was running while he was on the farm, and then he was able to carry that on even after he had sold up, and it provides a focus for him for lots of things in retirement. The products that he produces are natural health products. Now, as you would know, I've been a deer farmer, and I'm well acquainted with the products that he produces. And I've got to say that uh, while it's not my place to give a recommendation, really, I have seen lots of people and lots of pets use these products with very, very good results. I recommend you to at least 
have a look and research what it is that he's doing. The other things that both Di and he are doing in retirement, because they love it, they really are enjoying what they're doing now. He has had a bit of a misfortune in that very early in life he damaged his foot and that has created problems. Anyhow, now that he's off farm, he's had his foot repaired, let's say, and I've seen pictures <laughs> pictures after the operation that he had in his foot. And it's, it's really gross, but he's getting better now and, as he says, able to play golf again. So we discuss his life, we discuss his business, and we discuss where he lives, and that's where I start. As always, I, I start by saying... Okay, guys, where are we? We're in Warrigal, which is in West Gippsland. Now, I'm here to talk to you about retirement. You two guys are retired, Ross? Yes. <laughs> I say that with reservations because I still have a little bit of a business on the side that sort of keeps me you know, out, of, out of trouble. Yes, generally I've retired from physical work anyway. That's what I'm here to talk to you about is the business. But first... I'm going to talk to you about what you were doing before you retired. Di, what were you doing? Oh, well, we were deer farmers. So mm-hmm. we were running an enterprise in Nearham East. I was working part-time. What were you doing? I was bookkeeping. I was mm-hmm. running a, uh, a business for somebody, administration. Have you been retired long? Well, if you can call running a household and all <laughs> the rest of it fully retired, I've been retired for about five years. Ross, you were running the farm? Yes. And what product were we producing? Well, we were farming deer, but the the major product was velvet antler. So we were harvesting the velvet antler from our stags. And how long have you been off the farm? We sold the farm in 2014, so we've only been off the farm a couple of years. Basically forced upon us a little bit because... uh, I was suffering from a bit of a disability. I found that I was finding it a lot harder to get out of the way of the stags. I did get quite severely injured. We were herding two-year-olds up the laneway. You know what two-year-olds do. And one of them turned around and decided to come back because I was on the motorbike. Ross was jockey seat. I ducked. Ross copped it. And he kicked back. You know what they do. So split the arm open and... And broken just, tooth was was expensive. That was yes. a, that was a crown, and a, you know. <laughs> of course, of course it was. <laughs> so so we we thought, well, time to give it away. We always said we're going to stay on the farm, and you know we'll die there with our boots on. Yeah, those plans went out the window. Didn't happen. And the animals are fabulous, but you know you just sort of say, well, hang on a minute, I'm not getting any younger, and I need to seriously think about. Is there life after this farm? Or do we die here with our best? <laughs> and you might as well move when you're still reasonably fit. Yeah. yeah. Di, when you left the farm, what did you imagine you were going to be doing? Oh, I was just happy to come and live in the CBD. I had no specific plans. I was going to catch up on sewing. I enjoyed doing. I was going to catch up on reading. I was going to catch up on DVDs that I hadn't seen, all that boring stuff, and I was going to do more walking. Ross, what about you? Did you have plans for what you were going to do? Well, the first thing I thought of was that I I wanted to stay in touch with the deer industry, and we were running this little business which was connected with Deer Velvet, an online business, and uh, I thought, well, there's no reason why I can't take that with me. I don't have to have the animals. I have the contacts in the industry to sort of provide my product 
So that was one part of it, but that wasn't the sole thing I had in mind. I thought, well, I can do things that I haven't done for the last 30 years. Set of golf clubs sitting over there in the corner. They're dying to, you know, to go out and, you know. So I'm, once I learn how to walk again, I'm going to get a few basic lessons because I'm going to have a different stance and I'm going to start playing golf again. We've also enjoyed some travel since we've, you know, we're, we're making the most of that. Having a great time. So yeah. we happen to have family in Western Australia, so we've mm-hmm. been across there a few times. We drove across once. We've also you know, flown across. Uh, we've been overseas a few times. So apart from, and listeners, uh, Ross has had a long-standing injury, which he's had operated on now that he's off the farm. And so that's what he, well, he's saying he's got a sore foot, but that's mending. Yes. So apart from that, it sounds like you're having a good time in your retirement. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we're, we're loving it. I'm surprised. I really am. Uh, I do miss the spaces. I don't miss wrestling animals. Uh, I, I miss the uh, the peace and quiet in the morning because here you're sort of constantly hearing traffic go past. Not not in the middle of the night, but you know, just early in the morning. You think, oh, who's that in the driveway? And then you realise that you're not on the farm. It's, uh, <laughs> it's yeah, someone outside. Just tell me about the transition. Was it difficult to sell the farm and not only physically but... Emotionally, was it difficult to let go? Not me. No way. (laughs) I needed to know where I was going. So we bought this house before we sold the farm. So we had this house 12 months before we sold the farm. I love houses and I'm hopeless in that regard. So I was looking at a whole pile of things on the internet and physically looking. This house had been on the market for some time. Folks, it's... It's on a hillside, and the upper level uh, has got a magnificent view out over Warrigal Township and yeah. the hills in the distance. Yeah. So the physical part of it went reasonably smoothly by the easy. sound of it. Easy. 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 It was really easy. Was. It, it was a super way of doing it because I knew the space that I was moving into mm. before we sold the farm, so scaled down the furniture and everything else in the farm, scaled down all of that because I knew what I was going to. Now, Ross, would you say it was a piece of cake? <laughs> well, it was fairly easy if writing checks is easy, yes. <laughs> so it's certainly a good way to uh, diminish the assets. Now, emotionally for you, you were heavily involved with the farm and the animals and etc., etc. Et what did you think? It was certainly quite a pull. You end up having... Close relationships with some of your animals, which sounds a bit corny, but you do. You you get to understand them and pat them every morning and just to tear yourself away from that sort of thing. What are we going to do with the animals? And yeah. so that, that was the hardest part, trying to find a good home for some of them. Others we knew uh, we would have to uh, send them off to the abattoir, which was, was always a bit hard, but that's that's farming. So let's get on to the farming side of the story. You were farming deer. What sort of deer? What breed of deer? Red deer. We were farming red deer. And products that come from red deer? We were farming the deer, two major reasons. One was for their deer velvet antler, which we were harvesting from the stags. The second part was we were running a bit of a boutique stud, so we were selling stud animals because we had gone to quite a bit of effort over the years to import good genetics from New Zealand and the UK. So we thought our genetics in our animals were fairly good. A byproduct of, the, as far as we were concerned, the meat, venison, but we weren't farming them for that. But 
you know, we did have the odd animal go off for, for meat, but that, wasn't, meat that, was, that wasn't a major consideration. Mm, listeners know that I also had a, a deer farm right at the other end of Victoria, and the other end of Victoria's got a quite different climate to Gippsland, where you are here, and so I was farming for venison. I was farming for meat. And so you've got that opportunity within the deer industry. Now, you mentioned velvet antler. I want to talk to you about velvet antler and the products that you can make from that. But just explain, most people think velvet is the furry stuff on the outside of the antler. Is that right? No, it is. that is not the whole story. The velvet antler is the whole immature antler. It is the antler that is harvested before it actually calcifies. In, in the normal state, a, a, an animal will grow its antler and it probably takes about 60 days to get to the velvet harvesting. So hang on a second. If you cut them off, then they haven't got any antlers left. Exactly right, which is, which is good for the safety of humans that are handling the animals. It's also good for the other stags. They don't tend to fight during the rut because they don't have... Well, they do fight, but they don't have the antler to damage each other. I'm trying to prompt you to say that they grow a new set every year. Oh, Most yes. people don't realise that. Do, yeah. Would you like to talk about that? Well, antler is a deciduous product. It actually, they, they drop their antler every year and grow a new set. And normally, they are bigger and better than the previous year. So a two-year-old stag might only grow a couple of kilos of antler, whereas a seven- or eight-year-old stag might grow six or seven kilos of antler. That would be a good stag. That it would be a good yeah, stag. Would be a good well, stag. we had good stags, Henry. Yes, I know you did. <laughs> you had some of the best stags in the state. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so you've got an animal that has a renewable product. It's yes. In nature, it would drop its antlers. So for a farmer, you can cut them off knowing that it'll grow again the next year and it won't hurt the animal. Exactly. It was all done very humanely, though. We were all uh, veterinary qualified to remove the antler uh, humanely. We used uh, drugs to make sure that there was no stress to the animal. We treated them as kindly as we could and as best, best we could. The antler is also a food product as when it's removed in that velvet stage, velvet mm. antler stage. It's certainly much more humane if we put it in human terms than, let's say, dehorning a cow. Oh, absolutely. There's yeah. no comparison. And as you say, deer farmers are accredited by the Australian Veterinary Association and, in fact, overseen by the AVA as well to make sure they're doing yeah. the, the right thing and the animal's unstressed when the, the velvet's yeah. taken off. Well, our vet used to come out every 12 months just to check that we were doing the right thing, yeah. that, that we were following all the correct procedures. Now you've got a what in the industry is called a stick of velvet or uh, many, many sticks of velvet. Mm. What's the point of that? What's, what's the use of them? Velvet antler is a major component of traditional Chinese medicine. The Chinese, the, the Asians, the Koreans, Vietnamese, they're all using velvet antler in their in their traditional Chinese medicine. Uh, the first thing people think is it's an aphrodisiac. Is it an aphrodisiac? Oh, it is. <laughs> but it's also it? good for other things. <laughs> okay, so it's used in Chinese medicine, and for what purpose in Chinese medicine? What what's the balance your yin and your yang? Okay, that's that's exactly what they use it for. But it's it's to promote good health because so many different constituents of velvet antler. Very, very good for blood, uh, health. Uh, what else can we talk about? Is what you're saying anecdotally true, or is there any research to back all this up? Well, velvet antler has been used for thousands of years. There's certainly evidence of that going mm -hmm. right back to early days, in, particularly in China. And, there's, and also there was research done 
by the Russians going back and they, they were taking deer velvet blood and, and antler way back. I can't, I can't think of it. Pantacrin, I think it was called, yeah. was, the, was the name of the product that they were using. And that, that was well-researched back by Russian scientists a long... Oh, I can't tell you what period that was. And I seem to remember that there was some New Zealand research that came up very well. Yes, yeah, so that's what I was going to bleed into. There was, there was a Dr. Sutty. Jim Sutty. Jim Sutty. He, he, was, a, he was a New Zealand uh, scientist, and he did a lot of research and has written a lot of papers on the... Uh, you know, Benefits of taking deer velvet, and you know, and he's got there's a lot of evidence that it that does do the things that the, the Asians have been claiming for you know thousands of years. They liken it to stem cell cultures and the way that the uh, it, it operates it increases uh, cartilage growth, helps athletes you know recover from stress when they've been training hard. It's got a host of things that it can do for you, but it's a natural product. It's not going to. It's not one of those products where you can take it, uh, you know, overnight. Bingo, you get up the next morning and it's going to happen. You have to get it through your system. Okay, so if I was an athlete and I was going to the Olympics, could I use it? Not that long ago, there was a bit of a furor in the National Football Association, the NFL, in the in the US because they were taking deer velvet antler, and that seemed to cause a few hiccups with the administrators, the waders and the what have you, but they then saw fit to let it go. So it hasn't caused any problems. Okay. It certainly caused a bit of a consternation amongst some of the sports administrators. You know, there's nothing adverse found. So for the average person on the street, let's say, there's no contraindication. No. In fact, it's the opposite. It's It's been shown scientifically and anecdotally to be yeah. a sound product. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. What I really want to get to now is the little business that you've you've got going, and you had it running while you were still on the farm. Well, we were harvesting probably about four hundred to five hundred kilos of velvet antler a year. Hmm. Most of that was being sold as the raw product, the such raw frozen product, and that was that was being exported. It was going into Korea and and China. But there was a certain amount of it was being dried and processed here in Australia and in New Zealand and used in Western medicines in capsule form and in tablet form. I should go back a little bit. The traditional form of using velvet is after it's thawed out, naturally dried out, the Chinese tend to slice it and sell it that way into their traditional markets. Westerners have adapted it to their own use by powdering it and putting it into capsules and tablets, etc., etc., etc. I see. So uh, I had a bit of a side thing going where I was getting the product back and putting it into capsules and putting it into my own label. What was your means of marketing? How did you sell it? I purely stuck to online marketing. Uh, I managed to get hold of a... This is this is a bit of advertising, Henry. And it's going to be advertising. It is. Because <laughs> uh, I'm going to put all the contact details for it up on the, the web as yeah. well. Well, I managed to get hold of the website deerfarm.com.au. Great website. So anybody looking to find something about deer farms happened to find mine at the top of Google without me having to advertise. And also I happened to have deervelvet.net.au too as a another domain name. So I, I do come up fairly near the top in all, in all Google searches, so I didn't have to do a lot of advertising, which was really good. It's basically been word of mouth. Now, am I right in saying that it's not only used for human consumption and to help humans, but it can also be used for animals? 
Yes, I do have to have another little product. It's trademarked Canine Magic. K, capital K. He said making a K in the air. K K in the air (laughs) with a nine and magic. And we happen to uh, have a suitable product for, for pets. It's probably not the same quality as the product that we sell for human. It has a little bit of deer ligaments in it. Dogs love them. They're, they're a bit like treats, so they, they'll down them, but it's also good for them. And, uh, and what, what will it do for a dog? Because I imagine there's a cost to all this. Why would you spend that money on your dog? There is a lot of research being done in the past, this time by the Canadians mainly. They have determined that uh, deer velvet can certainly assist dogs, particularly with arthritis, bad joints, and again, just a whole body health. So the Canadians were doing a lot of marketing of uh, deer velvet for, for dogs and animals and even horses. So there's quite a, quite a lot of literature, particularly if you want to Google it, concerning the benefits to dogs. The larger breeds of dogs who are a bit susceptible to arthritis. Yes. It would be very good. Exactly. So we have an, another little product that we, we are selling, which is, uh, as I said, canine magic tablets for, for dogs. So if people were to find you on the net and say, oh, I'll give this a go with my dog, getting a bit old, 12-year-old Labrador or whatever. Can you provide product for them at the moment? I can. Canine Magic Deer Antler Tablets for dogs. And it's not all that expensive. It's $37 for 200 tablets. How many do they take a day? One tablet for a 5kg of body weight. And your little dogs? My Papillons Papillon. do one very well on it. I had a an elderly dog, and I'm sure he got an extra few years. And being able to cope with stairs and all sorts of things. So he was nearly 18 when he died. That's a good age for a dog. Mm. How was he towards the end? Was he still agile? Yeah, it was only the last, we think he had a stroke. So I had to take him to the vet, unfortunately, and put him down. But up until then, he was managing. And he was doing well well on the velvet. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Do you have any stories of any of your customers have told you about their dogs? There are quite a few customers that have come and swear by it. I I have a lot of regular customers. And that's that's what this business, online business, thrives on is returning customers. And that's one of the reasons that I decided that uh, I just couldn't stop that business dead when I left the farm because of the number of people that were inquiring about the products. So that was sort of a tempter to sort of keep it going. What sort of things are your customers saying to you? My dog has never looked better. My dog is... <laughs> no, they're, they're just happy with the general well-being and health of their animals. And what about your human customers? Do you get any feedback from them? Yes, I get some interesting feedbacks, but some of them I shouldn't publish on your website. <laughs> no no <laughs> names, no names. No. But is there any stories? It's usually arthritic, isn't it? People that are are suffering from uncomfortable joints take it on a regular basis. They seem to be much more comfortable taking deer antler, don't they? You don't get too many specific replies, but you get a lot of things, I love your product, and that's just a generalisation. And we we can't go without it. We have to have it. It's just general good health. Yes. It goes back to balancing the yin and yang in your system. What's the best thing about being involved in this for you? Well, it gives me something to do, something to look forward to. And I, I enjoy some of the marketing stuff on the internet. It keeps my computer skills up to date, which I, th- I think is necessary. Once, once you get past retirement, you're, you're a week late, Henry. It's my birthday next week. 
I'll, I'll be 70, so I need to sort of try and keep the, the old grey cells kicking over. So it's, it gives me a, quite a lot of opportunity to do things on the internet. I play around with the website. And and what about the worst thing? What, what do you like least about having this business running? We have done a fair bit of travelling. The business is not that bad where I, I can that I can actually take it with me. I can pack up quite a bit of product and brochures and things and put it in a suitcase while we're travelling in Australia. But when we go overseas, it's difficult. I then have to sort of hand it over to somebody because I can't I can't afford to stop. So that's that's the difficult part that you just can't sort of walk away from it. Because Our daughter has looked after she that, has. Though. Yeah. yeah, so but, yeah. but so that's that's the that's the hard bit, just trying to hand everything over while you're away for three or four weeks. If you compare that to a physical shop, on the other hand, that would be impossible, wouldn't it? Oh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. But that's just, that's the joys of doing things online that you yeah. can actually sort of still keep in touch. I remember being in the UK a couple of years ago, and I was still able to answer queries from customers, you know, by email, which is which is quite amazing when you think about. That's it. brilliant, isn't it? For it people is. our age, yes. <laughs> It still amazes me that yeah. I can be out in the middle of a paddock and do my banking on my phone. It's, yeah. it's like magic. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's one of the, the good things about it and just, just being able to uh, keep in touch. The other stuff is, I mean, I'm always making up brochures and putting them together and packing pills, And but I can sit in here and pack pills and listen to music. It's, it's not exactly stressful, but it... Uh, keeps the mind going and keeps does. the creativity going by it the sounds of it. Yes. So... If, I'm, if I think about people who are coming up to retirement, I'm not going to say advice. What would you say to them? People who are coming up to retirement, Di, what, what would you say to them? Oh, well, I think you have to have some sort of goal, some sort of plan in mind because it's all not just going to fall in your lap. But you've really got to work out first what you really want to do. So if you know what you want to do, then you've moved forward and do it. Probably the main thing is that you have a goal to work towards. It doesn't have to be anything fancy. Move forward and enjoy it. It's good fun setting up another house. Oh, Jesus, <laughs> or not. It's great. I love it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Advice from you, what would you say, Ross? What, what would you say to people who are coming up to retirement? Make the most of it. Enjoy it because you never know what's around the corner. When I say make the most, just plan something. So have, so, have something in your mind on your calendar that you can look forward to, even if it's sort of, well, next week when we're going to do this. So you, you something you can work towards. A lot, a lot of people get themselves t- tied up with clubs such as Probus and Lions and Rotary, and I've been there and done that in the past. I really didn't want to get involved in that uh, because then you've got a, this ongoing commitment which is there all the time. What I like is flexibility. In the past, because we were sort of, busy working off the farm and on the farm. We were always committed to something. Now it's wonderful just to be able to wake up in the morning and say, I think I'll do this today. Freedom uh, is a biggie for you. It is, absolutely. Freedom and flexibility. So if I decide that, well, what are we doing? How about we go down and watch the movies? So we can do that sort of thing, and and I love that. We always have some sort of trip to look forward to, whether we go over to WA for family visits or whether we just go away for a long weekend or a few days. It's fabulous being able to go to places in the middle of the week and not have to fight the masses. You get a better price for accommodation. Yeah, you just enjoy that environment. So we regularly go away two or three nights. And just lastly, I I see you on Facebook because we're connected on Facebook. 
And I see you do do a bit of travel, and quite often you go with other people. Yep. Also, with the business, you have contact with your customers. They send you a bit of feedback. Is contact with people and being involved with people a biggie for both of you? Oh, yes. Well, your friends and your family are the important ones. In what way? Well, they, they stimulate you. They get you thinking. It's great. We've got a group of us that long, long, long weekends for Cup Day. Somebody out of the group chooses a venue, and it has to be dog-friendly because we're all a bit potty about our dogs. And we just, we go away. We've been on the River Murray. We've been down to Phillip Islands. And you've always got something in your calendar that you're looking forward to. Yeah, you don't get sick or anything else like that because you can't miss out on the good stuff. Staying healthy in retirement is a key. And sometimes things can't be helped. Like your crook foot. Like my crook foot. Which is a bugger. Which is a bit of a bugger. But as I said, I I go swimming now and I go to the gym and I'm doing stuff off my leg to try and keep healthy. But good friends are important because everybody's interested in different things. They also give you ideas. Oh, I hadn't thought of doing that. I'll have a go at doing that too. You're never too old to learn new stuff and it's good. Good fun. Stimulating. Die, Ross? You've given folks a lot to think about here. Can I thank you very much for taking your time to talk to us today? It's a really interesting business that you've got. Would you like to tell the listeners how they can contact you or where they can find you on the net? Ross at deerfarm.com.au, email address, or www.deerfarm.com.au. You will find our website and all the information you need about Deer Velvet Antler and our products. Terrific. Thanks, folks. Thank you. Thank you, Henry. Well, there you have it. As I said, they're loving their retirement. They're doing lots of things that they weren't able to do while they were working full-time on the farm, and there's certain things which they particularly like, and Ross enumerated those later on in the episode. He said he loves the freedom, the fact that he can sleep in, get up when he wants to, do whatever he needs to do, They're not bound by weekends. They can go away in the middle of the week and get better prices and better accommodation doing that. They're not bound by time. Their time is flexible. Their lives are now flexible. He can go to the pictures in the middle of the day if he wants to. And he very much values that. During the episode, we were talking about Dear Velvet, as you will have heard, and I asked him if it's an aphrodisiac, and he starts to laugh. That's because what most people think Dear Velvet is used for. And he says, oh, yes, it is an aphrodisiac. And it is to this extent. Deer Velvet is very, very good for, and I'm not, not a doctor, I'm not saying this with any medical knowledge, but just from my anecdotal evidence, it's good for arthritis. But more importantly, it adds to general health. And I guess if you're feeling fit, you're feeling healthy, that in itself can be an aphrodisiac. Right at the end, he talks about friends, the importance of friends and of having people around you who you love and can converse with and who will challenge you. And keep you alive. Keep your mind ticking over. The other thing that they mention, and nobody else, I don't think anybody else has mentioned this on the podcast before, is the value of having something to look forward to. doesn't have to be a big thing. It may be that you're going away on a long weekend. Maybe that you're going to a birthday party. It may be going, that you're going to go and see your grandchildren in a couple of weeks' time. Any sort of uh, activity at all that you can look forward to provides a spark to your life and a meaning and a purpose day by day and year by year. It's really good advice. 
as I say, I don't think anybody else has mentioned that in the past. I encourage you to have a look at the natural health products that Di and Ross market. I know of several people, particularly with pets, they're the ones I seem to have had contact with, who have had very good response from their older dogs. If you need to contact Di and Ross, and they would be very pleased to hear from you because they love talking about their life on the farm, they love talking about the products that they are producing, you can find them at dearfarm.com.au. That's the, their website, or ross at dearfarm.com.au will get their email. They've got a Facebook page, so go to Facebook, then forward slash Dear Velvet Antler. Or if you're particularly interested in the pet product, mostly for dogs, it's caninemagic.com.au and it's the letter K, the number 9, and the word magic all in one piece, so caninemagic.com.au. I've put those things up on the website in the show notes, so you'll be able to see them there and just click to get through to the right place. That's all for today. I really enjoyed this. As you know, I, I was also on a farm and Ross and I were very good friends of mine. It's been a pleasure talking to them and catching up with them after a few years. So keep well, keep healthy. That's all for today. I will see you next week. I want to give that a go for sure. Um, that was terrific. That was interesting. What a good idea. Oh, wait, I wanted to thank you again for listening to the Rocky Retirement Show. If you're a new listener, a good place to start is episode 116. This explains the six pillars of retirement lifestyle and our general philosophy. Episodes 1 through 236 can be thought of as an encyclopedia. These are topics that may or may not be interesting to you. You can listen to the ones that you're interested in and forget the rest until the issue becomes an issue for you. And that's okay. I actually don't recommend starting with episode one and working through until the most recent. That's actually not how the show was designed. Of course, if you want to do that so you can see how the show changed over time, you're welcome to. Now, starting in August... Actually, August 31st of 2020, we changed the format of the show. The monthly episodes starting with 237 follow a real retiree from her pre-announcement through her first year of retirement. There might be bonus episodes, but we're committed to monthly. If you've enjoyed any of our past shows or the show that you've just listened to and you want to support us, you can do so in any of the four ways. One, share this episode with a friend or family member who needs to hear it. This is the most important way that people find us. Since our audience is typically older, we grow by having our listeners share our episodes with others. Two, subscribe to or follow the show 
using whatever podcast catcher you're listening on right now. Now, if you're listening on your computer, you can listen on your smartphone by going to Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, iHeartRadio, Spotify. I mean, I believe on all of them. If you can't find us on the podcast catcher that you'd like to use, send us a note on the website at rockyourretirement.com and we'll make sure that we get on your favorite podcast app. But basically, what you do is you download the app and then you search for the show and when you find it, you'll hit subscribe. Make sure it's the Rock Your Retirement Show and that you hear my voice when you listen. Um, actually, there were some episodes where Henry Shapiro was a guest. Uh, we, we actually downloaded some of his episodes. So if you hear him, it's probably still the, the same show. There were maybe 34 or 35 episodes back in the beginning that we hosted on our show uh, when he decided to leave podcasting. Number three, how you can support us is by leaving a review. Whatever podcast app you're listening to normally has the option of leaving a review, either a written review saying how great the show is or just with stars. Five stars is typically the best. And of course, we're shooting for those five star reviews. And if you tell us why you like the show, what you liked about it, it's actually easier for other people to understand what the show's about. A lot of people, when they find our show, they think it's about money. And of course, by now, you know that it's not. Number four, if you'd like to support us financially, of course, we're always appreciative of that. Just go to rockyourretirement.com slash support. And it will take you to our page where you can support us financially. Thanks again. And we'll see you next time on Rock Your Retirement. Bye.